Hey, my loves, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. Amy. Okay, so I know I've talked a little about a little bit about Rankin Bass um, in the past, and I know I still have Swarm Princess stuff to get back to. Trust me, I am editing those as we speak. I just want to make sure that I have like just give you some good content on this one princess. I've been watching all those movies and girl. Okay, so tonight I thought it'd be kind of fun to do something a little bit different. Um, and again, going back to Rankin Bass and just kind of talking about some of my favorite Rankin Bass specials and a few honorable mentions because it's almost Christmas time. It's coming around the corner and I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we as a world are just celebrating Christmas so much earlier these days. Um, maybe, and maybe that's because, you know, Rona, um, might have people feeling some type of way and just kind of like, you know what? I need Christmas now. And I feel that I, listen, I am never one to hate on Christmas. I celebrate Christmas early every year, whenever I can. I'm, I'm one of those people. If you guys don't like Christmas, then girl, but I love Christmas. And I don't know. I, I think, you know, yeah, definitely because of what, you know, has happened in the last you know year or so, there's been a lot of people who I just think really want and need a little Christmas now. And that's fine. Um, Plus, Thanksgiving, to be honest with you, really isn't my jam. I do cook a lot for Thanksgiving. I'm normally cooking throughout my, you know, throughout the day, uh, the day before. I get a lot done. Um, most of the time, my family and I have, like, a Thanksgiving to ourselves. Like, sometimes we'll go to families. But uh, the last couple of years, we've really just been home. This year, I'm working, so I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I might still cook at my house and then go to work. Um, I've done that before. I've done that several times, actually, so that's no nothing new for me. I was going to spend uh, Thanksgiving, I think, on the beach this year, but plans changed. And honestly, I'm kind of glad. As fun as that did sound, I am kind of like, girl, there's a whole virus out there. What are we doing, sis? So I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I wanted to talk about Rankin Bass movies and just some of my favorites, the ones I really, really do love. And I want to share that list with you. So this is going to be my top 10 Rankin Bass films. But first, I am going to start with some honorable mentions. So I have five honorable mentions. And I'm not really even sure I put these in correct order, at least the five honorable mentions. The other ones I think are in order for me. Um, so we're going to start with number 15, and that is Cricket on the Hearth. Um... This wasn't a terrible movie. It was kind of cute. Uh, I believe it, um, Rodney McDowell is the cricket on the hearth. I love him. He was uh, on the Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett show. He did, um, oh, what is it? Um, Fright Night? Is that what it is? Yes, I think that's what it is. He did that one, the original movie. Um, he was, I think, Caesar in a few of the Planet of the Apes films, or like several of them anyway. Um, really loved that actor. I, I just, I don't know. I just really cherish him. He was also in a Disney movie too. I just watched that recently on Disney plus. I had no idea that he did a Disney film, a live action Disney film. Um, and he was great in that too. Really great. Um, European actor, a very theatrical actor. I liked him a lot. Um, and so I just appreciate his performance in this film. And basically this film is about a guy who is kind of like, um, hard on his luck. I think he's a toy maker. I think that's what he does. I cannot remember. But he ends up, um, his daughter basically is this beautiful girl. She's getting married to this, uh, this, uh, sailor. I think he's a sailor. Uh, ends up getting married to this, or engaged to this sailor. Um, upon news of, you know, um, this sailor, basically something happens to, to the sailor. And the daughter, like, goes into shock because she thinks the sailor is dead. And she ends up going blind. 
so like it's just it's just a bad situation so anyway he ends up taking a, a, a job for this uh this very like I guess rich guy um who was like yeah you know you make toys and stuff for me you know you'll you'll pay me whatever blah blah and you'll live in this place um in this in this you know this house or whatever so he ends up like taking a job for him working for him but he's like so devastated because his daughter can't see and that's like the one thing that he wants you know for his daughter to have like her vision back um the cricket is just kind of hoping to bring the family as good of luck as it possibly can um the bad guy also i think has like a bird friend is either a bird or a cat um like this this just i don't know if it's a bird and a cat i can't i think it might be a cat i don't remember but he has like this bird or cat friend whatever this comes into play later so anyway um yeah so they the he ends up moving into this place with his daughter and they end up meeting this guy who is kind of like rugged you know he's 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 i believe homeless um and they end up helping him i think he's like lost his memory or some junk but uh he ends up they end up helping him taking care of him all this kind of stuff and um he kind of forms an attachment to the daughter um and the old man and obviously the cricket too and the cricket at some point ends up getting like captured (laughs) it's really weird he ends up getting captured um by i think the cat or if is it a cat the cat or a bird either way he ends up getting captured and the strangest thing happens there's like a shootout on this boat i don't even know like what's going on but like the the cat or the bird who whoever took him ends up dying it's really weird it's just like it, i was like shook because i was like wait did they just kill off like a character in this special okay they did that okay sure um anyway the cricket gets back and you know we find out that the guy the the uh guy who lost his memory is actually homie um homie as in the uh the guy that was the military guy and he's he's been afraid to tell homegirl this whole time that it was him so it's just this like really it was it's an interesting special that's all i'm gonna say i really loved it because rodney mcdowell but other than that i was like this movie's weird and it really is it's a weird movie but it's it's there's something about it that is kind of cute and a little endearing and it kind of reminds me of another rankin and bass special where this little boy um who's like uh He's like a, like a little shepherd ends up going blind. I forgot what happens in that special, but he ends up going blind. And it was like really sad and depressing when I first watched it. I was like, this movie's sad. Angela Lansbury is actually in that, in that special. And it's a very, um, that one is, is like, like touches on, on Jesus and, and just faith and miracles. It's very, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like little drummer boy status, but like not as, I don't know. I can't explain that special. It's just, it was a lot. That that special was a lot. Anyway, let's get to number 14 on this list. It is The Leprechaun's Christmas. Um, girl, The Leprechaun's Christmas Gold is, is a cute little special. I actually happened upon that when I bought the, um, the first Rankin and Bass DVD collection I have. I have like two of them, but I ended up like stumbling upon that one and it was just, it was a cute little movie. That's all I can really say. It was a cute little film. I, I did like some of it. There were parts that I like were kind of scary. Like the Banshee was scary and then also got on my nerves. And it was, there was a lot. The Banshee kept like turning into different people and stuff that like the guy couldn't trust. And like, oh my God, I, this movie was, it was doing a lot. It was cute, but it was also kind of creepy. Like it really was like a cautionary movie. It reminded me of like the, the Grimm's Brothers version of Snow White, how like the, the witch like 
came to her in several different forms to try to kill her. That was the vibe that this gave me, and I was just, like, not here for that. Like, there's one point where he's, like, macking on this girl. He's, like, feeling her and stuff, and, like, she just starts laughing because, like, the, the banshee cries, like, like salty tears or whatever, some junk. Like, she can't stop crying. That's, like, that's like a telltale sign that it's the banshee. So he's like trying to make this vow to her because like she has he has to give over the gold he has to surrender the, the the leprechaun's gold in order for the banshee to take it and he's never going to do that until he actually does and he he gives it to this girl that he thinks that you know he can like you know mac on basically and she starts laughing she turns into the banshee and i was like oh no like her eyes go like this weird color i was just not feeling that scene i was like this scene is not like I don't know where they just pulled some stuff I wasn't ready for. And that was just like creepy to me. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it's a cute little special. Um, I like the ending. Obviously it's a Rankin and Bass film. So the ending is, is good. It, it, I mean, I'm not saying every ending that they've ever put out has been like a, a happy one, but that was, it was a decent ending. It wasn't a terrible movie and it, it was, it was cute. The next one on this list, number 13 is The Little Drummer Boy Book 2. Yes. If you didn't know, there are two little German boy films this is the obviously the second one um I grew up with the first one and I like the first there I know there are people who don't like the first little German boy I'm not sure why I think it's because it's sad I think there's some people who don't like the first little German boy film because it's just sad like you feel bad for Aaron Aaron is just like he's been through a lot and he's not the happiest kid and like granted it's not a typical Rankin and Bass special where a Rankin Bass special where you're like you know that the main character's happy-go-lucky Aaron is not like that but that's because his parents were murdered so he really didn't have a choice like but to be kind of upset about it so I really don't blame Aaron at all for how he feels like I'm just kind of like Aaron I'm with you like sis you've been through some stuff like I, I feel you Aaron like I, I really do um so anyway like this special basically picks up where that one left off and it's it's a happier special um I don't remember like everything about it but I remember it being like a happier feeling Aaron's in a happier place obviously um because like I said Aaron's been through some stuff so I kind of feel for Aaron anytime he's going through it I'm like no but I get you like you know I, I I'm here for you Aaron I support you sis I, I understand stay mad like I, I get why you're mad I, I really do um but yeah it was, it was it's a cute little special again I can't remember too much about it I think his like his drums get burned at one point but uh, Santa in this one, I don't remember, but like, it's, it's a movie. Next, we are getting into the last one that is not in my top 10. Or no, I'm sorry, that's a lie. Number 12 is Nestor, the Long-Eared Donkey. This one, again, plays out a lot like, um, um, Little Drummer Boy. Like, I, I was surprised I didn't see them kind of make cameos in each other's film because they're both about the birth of Jesus and getting, you know, Mary and, and Joseph, you know, to, to... Bethlehem like well not not so much little drummer boy however obviously he does play for Jesus so there's that but Nestor is the story of basically how Jesus got to Bethlehem um of course Nestor has to go through a lot of you know dark times in his life his mother dies it's really sad it's a very somber story it's very very somber um which is a part of the reason why I didn't like it when I was growing up but again that's how like that's how little drummer boy was it starts off very very sad like he loses his mother and, and father and decides he's not going to speak anymore he hates humanity um so yeah, it was. It's one of those movies. Little Drummer Boy to me was a little more iconic because I like some of the songs in the Little Drummer Boy. Um, but yeah, Nestor was just—it's cute. Anyway, so Nestor ends up going on this journey after he loses his mother 
to this terrible, evil dude who kicks him out in the snow. Um, he ends up meeting this angel who tells him, you need to go to Bethlehem and, you know, God will guide you. The angels will guide you, basically, and you'll find your purpose. So, obviously, he does find this purpose. He ends up being bought by Mary and Joseph. And then at the end of the film, I think he ends up back up on the farm that he was in. You know, the farm that, like, where everybody treated him like crap. He ends up back there somehow. And... I think he goes back, I think it's, yeah, I think that's where he ends up, he ends up back there, which I'm like, how the hell did you get back there, like, make it make sense, so he ends up going back there, and it seems like, you know, it's a happy-go-lucky situation, but I'm like, I, I'm not here for that, because y'all just gonna act like you didn't get his mama killed, like, y'all treated him badly, his mama died because of it, I'm not here for this, no, 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 like, I just was not here for that scene, I was kind of upset, I was like, why did he end up going back? to the place where people were just not no no you deserve better Aaron I don't know like not Aaron um basically but a little uh I'm sorry Nestor Nestor you deserve better you just do you you just know your worth Nestor because if you know your worth people can't mess with you next up is going to be number 11 and that is Rudolph's shiny new year now I know some of y'all like this some of y'all might think this is top 10 like why why isn't this in the top 10 and the reason why, sis, it's just not for me. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, this movie bothered me because the little boy, the little boy with the ears, he bothered me. He just did. Like, he was so freaking sensitive about those damn ears. And I'm just like, you know, honestly, like, you, he wasn't even Nestor sensitive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Nestor's ears got him into some trouble. Like, Nestor's ears got him into some trouble. Your ears didn't really get you into that much trouble. Since you over here, like, crying because people laughing at you. And let him laugh. Let him laugh. There's a whole scene in Pinocchio's Christmas called Let Him Laugh. Like, a whole ass song. Like, why didn't you hear that? Why weren't you listening to that? Like, every time somebody laughed at homeboy's ears, he was peacing out. He was just not feeling it. He was like, I know you're not making fun of me. Oh, hell no. Like, he just kept leaving. And he was getting on my... He was stressing me out. So, I was like, you know what? Stay gone. Um, but yeah, this movie's basically about, like, Rudolph having to find the baby New Year, who's the, 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 the kid with the big ears. Um, because if he doesn't find him and bring him to, like, the archipelago of the New Year or whatever, he doesn't find him before the new year ends it'll be december 31st of whatever year they're in forever so the world will never go on because this little boy won't take his place in the circle of life so that is the whole tea on that one he meets a few different people like um oh god i think he meets like benjamin franklin or some jungly he meets some other uh, some other people from different archipelagos of like years past there's a bird that tries to kill him which i think the bird ends up dying in the end or he does the bird die of laughter I don't remember. I think the bird does die of laughter. It's, it's some like it's something dark like that. But um it's 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 cute. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't one of my favorites, obviously, but it's it's got some moments. You know, there's uh, I don't know. There to me there wasn't very much that was like memorable in a good way to me about this special. So it just was kind of like eh. Um yeah, so now let's get to the top 10, okay? We, we've made it through the, the what it should have, could have, should have, would have. Now we are here at the top 10. So at number 10 on my list, and y'all can judge and feel however you want. I really don't care. But number 10 on this list has got to be Pinocchio's Christmas. Now, listen, I know somebody's like, sis, what, why? I'll explain. Um, so growing up, obviously, I love Disney. You guys already know this. I, I hope you do by now. But yeah, I love Disney. And honestly, when I found out that they made a Pinocchio's, like Rankin Bass made a Pinocchio's Christmas, I had to watch it. I had to watch it. I was like, whether it's good or bad, it must be watched. 
and surprisingly to me, it wasn't terrible. It just, it just wasn't terrible. I, I kind of liked it. I love the fact that Geppetto, like, was always messing with his wig. Like, his wig was always coming off his head. Um, Pinocchio was a little crap. Pinocchio was the biggest little crap in this movie. He bothered me. Like, I've seen worse. I've seen worse, um, Pinocchios. I really have. But he was not... He got on my nerves. He just, he really got on my nerves in this. But he was supposed to. That's like the whole point of him in this is to get on your nerves. And he did a great job of doing that. I wanted to just like pound his face through the cement so many times. Like he just, oh, he, oh my God. He would have become a bad smell in my house. I keep saying that because it's true. Like some of these characters, I'm just like, why are you messing with me? Like, why are you playing with me? Like, just stop. <clears throat> Pinocchio in that special was just dumb. But let's be real. Pinocchio in most of the movies does really dumb things. Like that's just, you know, he's, he's meant to, he's meant to do stupid things. So I kind of just like forgave the stupidity of Pinocchio in this movie. Um, anyway, so he's basically trying to get his dad a Christmas present. He's trying to learn the meaning of Christmas. And of course, you know, the cat and the fox are just trying to manipulate him as they always do. Cause you know, Pinocchio never really learns. Um, we find out, I think this movie takes place like in the middle it's it's in the middle of the story so if you remember the disney story it takes place like in the middle somewhere of the story because at some point the blue fairy comes in and she talks to him and he's like you know will i ever learn from my mistakes whatever and she kind of shows like the audience like visions or like you know future things that are going to happen like him in the whale situation and i think him turning into a donkey boy so this clearly takes place like in the middle of the story he's already met the cat and in, in, in the dog or the cat and the fox he's already met them but he hasn't quite gone to like pleasure island and stuff yet so that's kind of where this film picks up is in the middle of all that all of all that craziness um but yeah i mean it, like i said it's a cute film there's some songs in it that are interesting um but ultimately it kind of is what it is it, it's 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 memorable for probably all the wrong the all the wrong reasons and yeah so there's that. The next one, number nine, is the night before the night before Christmas, which I think that's what it's called. Um, which I think is about either these mice or rats or whatever. But they're trying to build this clock with this beautiful song for Christmas to let Santa know that they care and they're trying to be extra. And one of the sons in the in the mouse family doesn't believe in Santa. He doesn't he doesn't believe in many things. I think he's atheist or something. But he ruins the clock. And the father's like, what? But the, there's like the there's like the mouse or rat family, and then there's also the human family who like are in charge of this clock. So I think the human father makes the clock and the mouse son destroys the clock. So it's up to the mouse father and the human father to make sure this this clock gets fixed. Otherwise, Santa is not coming. Santa is going to skip over them this year. And people are just like so worried that Santa is not going to show. And like Santa's kind of like, I ain't going to show if you don't, if you don't, if I don't get my damn music of this damn bell, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Which I'm like, dang, like some of these specials really make Santa like petty as hell. And I'm here for it, but I'm not here for it. Because I'm like, you know what? Santa, you deserve to be petty. But don't be petty with me. Okay, Santa? Don't be petty with me, bitch, because we're going to fight. Don't be petty with me. You can be petty with them, but not... You can be petty with Cindy Lou Who, but not me. Cindy Lou, she don't have to get shit. But you miss my house, Santa. Miss my house and see what happens. Miss my house and see what happens. I'll fuck you up and Rudolph. Don't play with me, Santa. But anyway, 
see. I, these things can never be family friendly because I always got something to say. This is adult content, sis. I'm sorry. It just is. Anyway, so it's up to, like I said, the mouse father, the whatever rat, whatever he is. I don't give a damn. Him, the human guy, and of course his son that messed everything up to fix it all. And it's cute. It gives me Beatles. I don't know why this movie gives me like Beatles vibes. It just does. I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles. I stay mad about it. Don't really care. But, um... But, um, yeah, it gives me, I don't know why it just does. I don't know why it gives me Beatles vibes. It's just, like, I was like, if the Beatles were ever going to be in a Rankin Bass film, this will be it. Like, this is what it gives me. Um, it's the sun. The sun is what gives me the Rankin Bass, like, the Beatles vibes. He just gives me, like, John Lennon, Ringo. I know they're, like, totally different members, but that's the vibe he gives me. I don't know why. I don't know what that's about, but he just does. He always has. And, that, like, that special just is what it is to me. But, like, it's cute. It's a cute special. Um, there's some songs in it that are, like, kind of, like, cute and memorable. Um, like, you know, you help and I'll plan or whatever. We'll do what's necessary because even a miracle needs a hand. Like, just cute stuff. Cute little things about this special that make me like it. And, yeah, I had to rank it in here. I had to rank it because, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's cute. At number eight, it is, this might be controversial because of how low on my list it is. It's Frosty the Snowman. Now, look, Frosty has a few different specials, and we're going to get into those. But the first special of Frosty, as much as I love it, and I do think it is cute, it's a timeless classic, no joke. Like, it, it is. It's timeless. People love it. It's not necessarily one of my favorite films. Again, I get why people like it. I truly do. But for me, I've seen better, and I've seen better from Frosty. It's a cute film. It's probably my second or third favorite of the actual, like, Frosty films. Um, because he's got a few. <clears throat> There's this one. There's, like, Frosty Returns. That, which, oh, the Frosty Returns. Like, hello. Um, with, with John Goodman. There's, like, another one that came out, like, not too long ago. Like, a few years back. Which I also thought was kind of trash. But this one was, out of all the Frosty specials. Sorry, I'm going through some of my Marvel Legends things. I put them in bags. Um, but yeah, this one out of a lot of the other Frosty specials was a decent special. I have like no real beef with the special. So yeah, it's on the list. It, it, it's cute enough. Obviously it's the original classic. The kids make him, he comes to life. He, you know, faces all these different, you know, um, uh, setbacks and stuff. There's the, the, uh, the, the magic guy in it. It's cute. It, it's, it's a cute little movie. Um, next at number seven is The Little Drummer Boy. So yes, The Little Drummer Boy, another one that I grew up with, grew up loving. I know some people didn't like that movie. I can see why some people didn't like it. It's not as happy-go-lucky as many of the other Rankin-Bass films, but that's also why to me it stands out so much. Um, yeah, I just, I appreciate this film for what it is. I just think it's it's, like I said, some films are just not going to be happy-go-lucky, and this is one of those films. Um, I feel for the character of Aaron. Uh, I think he got, like, a really raw deal. And I think that's another reason why I like this special, too, in a way, is that it isn't this happy-go-lucky Christmas special. That's what makes it stand out to me the most, is that it's just, like, it's so sad. And you feel for him. Because you're just like, dude, like, this, 
he's a little kid and he's already lost both of his parents and he's being you know sold to this one guy who who is terrible but like I like the guy that he's sold to because I like some of the songs the guy sings like when the day is hot and the something 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 and the and the the goose is hanging high blah 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 I like that song I don't know why but I like that song I just do it's it's silly it's goofy but I like it um but yeah, I mean, it was it was a decent movie. It was a, it's a decent movie, and I do have to watch it like every Christmas. So sorry, but not sorry. I'm a fan of that one. Yeah, like that movie gets a total pass for me. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I would definitely check it out. Little Drummer Boy. It's it's one of the it's one of the it's one of the all time classics. It really is. It truly is. The next one is going to be number six, Frosty's Winter Wonderland. Um, yeah, so this is the Frosty sequel. This is what happens when Frosty gets a wife. Now, this is not not to be confused with Frosty Returns. That's a whole another movie that was made at a different time that kind of negates everything that happens in this because Crystal, uh, his wife, does not come back. So I was like, wait a minute, if that's the sequel to Frosty, then what is this? So they kind of like just negate this movie. Like this movie and some of the other specials basically never happen because in Frosty Returns, it's just Frosty. There's no wife. There's no kids. Nothing. It's just weird. But this one, Frosty gets a wife. And I didn't hate this one. Again, I grew up with this one. And I think, I think for some, for some people, it's important to grow up with these specials because I think when you don't grow up with them, you don't see the value in some of these you don't really get the not that you don't get it but you don't care as much about some of the things that happen in these so you know like I said this one isn't everybody's favorite I've known some people who are like I don't like that one but I really did like this I enjoy the character the addition of Crystal um especially because of another film that's on this list that ranked higher I really did like the addition of her and also this is the first time we get to see Jack Frost now it's funny because at first Jack Frost is actually an antagonist in the Rankin Bast universe because in this movie he plays the villain. He's the, you know, the king of winter. But Frosty, in many of the kids' eyes, is the king of winter. And he's kind of like, wait a minute, why is some snowman trying to be, you know, crowned king when it's all about me? So I love that there's kind of this back and forth between him and Frosty. I thought that was really cute. And I I just love the ending of it. Like, the Parson, the Snowman Parson, that did not need to be a thing. But overall, I do like this special a lot. I, again, I think it's one of the ones you have to grow up with to understand why, why it's cute. Next one, number five, probably the most controversial on this list, on this choice list that I'm going to make. Well, one of them, obviously. Um... Number five is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep, the original one. Now, I know someone's like, what? How dare? Let me explain. Okay, so some of y'all like Rudolph. Cute for you. Love that. Um, I did not care for this film growing up. And the biggest reason why is because Santa Claus is a dick. Santa Claus is a dick. And I don't like movies like this. I don't like movies where Santa Claus is painted as a dick. But in many movies, in the Rankin-Bass, like, special whatever Santa Claus is usually a dick and this is one of those films he's just not a nice guy he's just not a nice guy like he's totally rude to Rudolph he's just very like 
passive when it comes to him. He doesn't seem to care about Rudolph. Like, I, I mean, you would think like, so, you know, obviously, you know, Rudolph is born with a red shiny nose and people just treat him like a freak, even though he's like one of, uh, he's the son of one of Santa's like best reindeers. And just the way Santa introduces himself to Rudolph, like after he finds that he has a shiny nose, you would think Santa's gonna be the most like, you know, comforting figure in Rudolph's life. He's gonna tell him some good news. He's gonna make him feel good about himself. He's just like, nope, what a shame, don't like you. And I'm just kind of like, wait, what? Not Santa Claus, like you, anybody else, fine. Not Santa Claus. And this movie's like, yep, Santa. Santa's gonna be an asshole to Rudolph. And I just could not. I, I couldn't. I could not sit or stand for that. And I just got pissed. I was like, how fucking dare you? Like, this whole thing is a lie. My whole life, I've not liked that movie because of Santa Claus. Like, he's just an ass. The whole time he's in the movie, every, like, like the, the you know, the, the elves, like, put on a little show for him. And he just was not feeling it. Also, the elves in this movie bother me, too. Like, they're very, ugh, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, I like Hermie, but the rest of the elves, I'm like, like, why is this movie, like, so, ugh, it just, it really does, like, the elves are kind of shit people, you know, uh, Santa's a shit person, like, I'm just, I'm not here for it, I'm just not, like, the, the reindeers are shit people, like, the reindeers are shit to Rudolph, everybody's just a shit in this movie, if you're not Hermie, you, uh, Yukon, or, um, or, uh, Rudolph, or, or the girl, you're pretty much a shit person. Like, well, I mean, Rudolph's mom and Mrs. Claus aren't really that much of shit people. But it's like, if you're not those people or the damn snowman who's narrating, which is Burl Ives, you're basically a shit person in this movie. So I didn't like this movie because I'm just like, no, there's almost no redeemable characters. And you kind of wish that Hermie and Rudolph would grow a pair and just like basically tell everybody to fuck off. Like, that's kind of what you wish. Like, I'm sorry. I did not mean for this to be like so, like pro curse words I want this to be like a happy little thing but but I'm sorry some of these specials kind of trigger me <laughs> so I'm not I'm not here for it yeah Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer kind of depresses me because everybody's a shit to Rudolph and to Hermie and they kind of don't deserve it if they did deserve it I'd be like well you know that sucks to be you but the fact that you're mad at Rudolph because he was born with like you know a, a different kind of nose just pissed me off I don't know why I was like this is not this is not a Christmas movie, man. This is this is just fucking harsh. Anyway, next on this list is going to have to be um Oh, wait, did I like No, I didn't lie. Uh number 4 is A Year Without a Santa Claus. Now, this one is iconic because my dad loves it. The reason why I like this movie is because my dad loves it and also because Excuse me, I get a sip of water. Also because the same reason why everybody loves it which is Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Those two really make this film for me. Everybody else, eh, but those two make... Well, I like Mrs. Claus in this. this in this movie, Mrs. Claus, excuse me, really shines. She really shines in this movie. Um, I like her so much in this film. And I'm like, yes, yes, Mrs. Claus, get it. Show us who you are. Because, you know, in the first movie, Santa Claus is coming to town, like Jessica puts on a performance. I love Jessica. One of my favorite characters in the, like, Rankin-Bass universe, uh, especially when it comes to the women. Um, I really like her because I think a lot of the women don't get, the, don't get a lot to do. And I just like the way that she kind of handled things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just liked her. So, it's cool to see Mrs. Claus kind of, like, take charge in this movie. Because Santa's, like, in his feelings. Like, I'm sick. They don't care about me anyway. So, I'm going to stay at home. It was cool to see her kind of be like, um, well, if you're not going to be Santa, then fine. I'm going to go ahead and find Christmas here. Because, obviously, you know, you know you, you're out of it. Um, 
loved seeing her like that. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just did. A lot of the other characters in this special, I was like, eh, Santa himself kind of got on my nerves. <coughs> he was a little bit too emo for me. I just wasn't feeling it from him. I'm like, Santa, grow up. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? He's sick. Let him have his holiday. I'm feeling that. Like, I, I really wasn't mad at Santa for wanting to take a holiday. Like, I'm sorry, but if people gonna treat you like crap and you ain't feeling well, like, stay at home. But also fire your doctor, because I thought the doctor was one of the elves, or I think he is. And I'm like, why are you so damn cynical? Like, like how? Like, wh- like what happened to you? I just don't know. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, what's going on with Santa's staff? Is the doctor underpaid? What's going on? Like, because this doctor was, like, giving Santa the business. He was like, nobody even cares about you anymore. Or Christmas, you ain't shit. And I'm just like, uh, sir, sir, where did you come from? Like, I'm trying to figure out why Santa has his ass on the payroll. He needs to go. He needs Mrs. Claus he needs to go like get a few of the reindeer and, and and send his ass to the back and and he'll never be seen from again but he needs to go um yeah i wasn't feeling him but yeah overall the special was cute obviously there's iconic songs and you know we love it we stand at number three is rudolph and frosty's christmas in july now you might be asking yourself how did this film rank so high for you like tell me what the t is here's the tea. i've said this before I love this movie because this movie is like, what happens if this movie really is the Avengers of its time? It is. It is 100% the Avengers before the Avengers was ever going to be a thing. Um, Like, you know, in the cinematic universe. Because you're getting all, not just some, but all of your Christmas classic characters. You are. You're getting all of them. You're getting Rudolph. You're getting Frosty. You're getting Santa. You're even getting Jack Frost, a little bit of him, but you're getting him. You're getting these four icons. I was really upset that Little Drummer Boy wasn't in this. Cause I'm like, all they would need is Little Drummer Boy and Nestor in this movie and they would fuck shit up. All six of them together would fuck shit up. I, it, it just would. Guardian, Rise of the Guardians, who? Like honestly, this is Rise of the Guardians before that was a thing. This is the Avengers before that was a thing. This was like so many crossovers before they were ever, ever a thing. And I am 100% all the way motherfucking here for it. I'm just here for it. I No, but I am. I'm here for this. I love this cast. I love just I, everything about this movie. I loved it. Like, it was long. It was a longer film. I liked the villain in this. He actually felt like a threat. And honestly, what happens to the villain in the end is creepy. When he turns into that freaking tree, bitch, I, when I first watched this, I got chills. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, mm-mm. This is much. But I liked it. It was really, it was, it's a good special. There's some memorable songs in this. I love, um, oh, uh, what's his name? I forgot what his name is, but he's, he's a really talented actor. I think, is it Red Buttons? I forgot his name. He's in most of those, but there's one of them that's like in, uh, he's in the movie Pete's Dragon. I love him in this, in this special too. He plays Milton, who's like this, like, regular person guy who has like a hot air balloon. And he's in love with like the circus performer's daughter or whatever love their relationship love both those characters i love the show that the circus runner lady her song um chickens today and feathers tomorrow is a bop there's something like their version of rocking around the christmas trees cute like it's just it's a cute special i love the other reindeer too the bad reindeer who gives me straight up like andy dick vibes like he really does he just does I, I loved this movie. Oh, he, like, he gives me anti-dick meets David Spade vibes. That's the vibe that this character gives me. I, I used to get them confused when I was a kid, but I love this movie. This special is just, it's top tier. 
It's people sleep on this special all the time. Don't. It's top tier. It is it's amazing. Okay, I love it. I love two more films more than this, but I love it. At number two, speaking of Santa Claus, it is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. This is like my favorite of all the overhyped, like, well, they're not overhyped, but all the like deservedly hyped Rankin Bass films. This one is my favorite. I love Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I always have. And the biggest reason is because Jessica, I love her character. And I love that um, her song, My World is Beginning Today, my favorite song out of all the songs in that movie. Also, when her hair is down, it's so iconic. She's beautiful. I really want like a doll or like a toy. Uh, I want toy sets for all these movies, you guys. Yes, I'm a toy set collector. Stay mad about it. I want toy sets for all these films. Like, I just do. I know some of them have toy sets, but not very many. Um, like, I was, I worked at Toys R Us a few years ago um, during Christmas time, and they had like the, I think it was Frosty the Snowman. Not Frosty, I think it was uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think that had a toy set. And I kick myself every time I think about the fact that I did not buy that. I walked past that damn toy set for three months, one year, three months, and I didn't pick it up. And I feel so stupid for not doing it because I, it just wasn't my thing. But I look back and I'm like, why didn't you get that? Like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're someone who's collected toy sets your whole life. Why wouldn't you think to pick that up? And I just, I just never did. It just wasn't on my radar until like, you know, Toys R Us went out of business. And now it's like something I regret not doing. It's one of my like top Toys R Us things that I regret not buying. But you know, whatever. You live, you learn. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I really do love Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It's just one of the best of all these films. I love all the characters in it. I love Santa himself. I think, you know, um, Mickey Rooney did a great job playing Santa in this. Um, he's got an interesting voice too, because he's, you know, he's an older guy, but he has a, a really like young and youthful sound to him. He even played the grown up Todd in Fox and the Hound. And I think he was like in, I'm sorry, I don't want to disrespect him, but I think he was in his like seventies or eighties when he did that film. So being his age and still being able to have a younger sound and projection, uh, is, is really cool. Like, I really did appreciate that. Um, I think he's just an incredible actor as well. He's just, he just seems like he loves and cares for his roles so much. And that's awesome. Um, and yeah, like, I just love the song. Burger Meister, Meister Burger 2 is a bop. Like, he's just a bop character. Um, Winter Warlock. Honestly, I want to see <clears throat> a lot of these winter characters go up against each other. Like, Winter Bolt, Winter Warlock. There's, I think, I, oh, oh, um, um, Jack Frost. And then also, um, uh, Snow Miser. And then there's, like, another one, I think. I would love to see, like, a big snow, like, team. Or, like, a big just snow, like, snow off. Would be, would be dope. Because Jack Frost is a good guy. Winter Bolt becomes a good guy. Um, or Winter Warlock becomes a good guy. But, like, Winter Bolt is bad. And then, um, what's his name is bad? Uh, who am I thinking of? I just said, well, I mean, not really, because, because, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Snowmiser. He's not a bad guy. He's like an in-between. But yeah, I would love to see all the winter characters, like, just go at it. Just like, let's fight. We're, we're going down. We're going to fight. Um, love that. So now let's get to the number one on this list. Drum roll, please, everybody. The number one on this list of Rankin Bass specials, according to me, for Christmas specials, girl, Christmas specials. I'm not talking about Easter, Halloween, none of those. Or the Easter ones that were dressed up like Christmas. I'm not talking about like any of the Peter, Co Peter Cottontail, none of that, none of that. The number one on this list is 
Jack Frost. Now, I know somebody's like, what? How? Shut up. The reason why I love Jack Frost is it's, it's such a good movie. Now, Jack Frost, Rangan Bass's version, is very, very much inspired, I feel like, by um, Hans Christian Andersen's version of The Little Mermaid, the original story. I'll tell you why. Because it's all about this character who's, you know, a mythical creature like Ariel was, right? Or like the mermaid was falling in love with a human and wanting to trade their, their place in life for this human. But there are rules and, and speculations you have, or stipulations. You have to have all these things in a certain amount of time or something bad will happen to you. Now for Jack Frost, nothing bad was going to happen to him. He would just have to turn back to to his, his regular self. But for him, that was kind of like purgatory because he wanted to just be human. He wanted to fall in love and have a human life and didn't care about what came after. So he did everything in his power to, to get Elisa. So to me, it, 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 it's very much like Little Mermaid. Obviously, in the original story, Ariel, if she, or the mermaid, if she doesn't get the man um, within the, the acquired time, um, she'd have to die. She would become sea foam which i mean means like doesn't mean she dies it just means she becomes a part of the ocean like she goes back to the ocean in some way shape or form that she already was so it's not like i mean it's death but it's not death it's sort of again like a circle of life type of thing sort of kind of so anyway like it's just this really sad special sort of like you, you feel for him the whole time there are cute characters in it all throughout it um i love the songs in this i just I do. I love the love triangle in this. Like, I mean, it's not really a love triangle because Elisa really doesn't care about Jack in that way. Like, I think she kind of does, but she kind of sees him as a friend. And then when she meets Sir Ravenoff, it's over. Like, her parents are just so for Sir, Sir Ravenoff. But again, you know, Jack, or Jack, yeah, Jack doesn't really, um, Jack Snip, he calls himself Jack Snip on Earth, doesn't really make his feelings too known to her or the family. So it kind of catches them by surprise. Like, well, not her because he never addressed this to her, but he does address it to the father. And the father's kind of like, you, like, what do you mean you have feelings for my daughter? Like, I only have one kid. Like, I didn't know you liked her like that. I thought she was, you know, she was going to be with Sir Ravenoff. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I really did like that, that storyline and that character. And I mean, it's a sad ending, but it's a happy ending too. Like, he kind of accepts his place um, as who he was always meant to be. And, like, it, it, it's cute, but it's sad. And I really did enjoy that. I loved all the other characters in this, like, Clang Stomper. Um, I loved um, Kubla, Kubla Kraus? Kubla Kraus? Kubla. Whatever. Loved him. I loved the parents. I just did. I loved just the, the town of January Junction. And uh, the fact that it never... Did it ever snow there? I don't think it was gonna... Like, no. That's... That's year without Santa Claus. I think it did snow. Yeah, it snowed in January Junction. And how they made ice coins. I loved that concept. I was like, I would love to see that concept in real life of like snow money. That would be so cool. That would be so like so legit. So there were some things about the special I really definitely did like. And I just thought it was overall, I thought it was so good. And it's one of the ones that just has, it, to me, it has, it stood the test of time. You can say what you want about it or feel however you want to feel about it. That's fine. Your business. But I really did appreciate this movie. I thought it was just really good. Really well done. I loved the character development in this film. Um, I do wish that like, you know, Elisa could have realized at some point that, you know, Jack was in love with her, but I also kind of get why she doesn't realize that. Like, I, I kind of get why they didn't put that in the film. Um, I'm looking at my character for Fantastic Four. 
my um, Marvel Legends figure, the new one. It's it's uh, of uh, the Invisigirl. Um, and I'm kind of questioning things because she's got this random hole in the back of her neck. She has one in the back of her back, which makes sense. They all have that. But why is there this random hole in the back of her neck? What is this for? I don't know what it's for. I'm just questioning things. I'm replacing her head because the head she comes with is just like just absolutely terrible like it's just it's just not no anyway so yeah that's my favorite one of the specials because I just love the way that it was done and the way that it was executed and that it's not necessarily this happy-go-lucky film but at the same time it's not a terrible film oh and also speaking of Little Mermaid but the guy who plays Scuttle in Little Mermaid plays the um groundhog in this so there's more than just the fact that it's reminiscent of Little Mermaid, but also the guy who plays Scuttle is in this. And also, this movie, I think, came out before The Little Mermaid, like the, the Disney version. So it kind of is like, it's kind of a circle of life type situation um, in both ways, because Hans Christian Andersen obviously wrote Little Mermaid, which is a lot like this, but also he wrote this the movie, uh, the, 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 the book The Snow Queen, which has a snow character just like this so it's kind of a tie but it's kind of like a tie-in of both of those things sort of but then again like I said this movie came out before uh, the 1989 version of The Little Mermaid starring Jodie Benson and the guy who plays Scuttle so it's kind of a back and forth which is funny because like this is my favorite Rankin Bass film it always has been and Little Mermaid is my favorite Disney film so it's just kind of interesting how to me how much these two things have in common um again like obviously Little Mermaid ends on a much happier note she does get Eric but in the original story she doesn't get Eric and she or the prince and she ends up killing herself um he ends up like being married to a woman he thinks is the girl that saved him he like it's it, the story of Little Mermaid is actually really really sad and I think it's also uh, like loosely based on off Hans Christian Andersen's actual life which I heard so is the Snow Queen like I heard most of his stories are somehow like fantasy versions of real things that happen in his actual life which is really really tragic in a way but um anyway so in in the original telling of Little Mermaid <laughs> um she saves the prince. The prince believes that it is this princess who finds him on shore after he's been saved and he falls for her. And it's up to the sisters of Ariel, basically, to sell their hair um, in order for her to get a dagger to kill him. Because because he will not be with her, she has to end his life in order to basically save herself from dying. But she, on his wedding night, that he marries this girl. And he still has feelings for her. He's still very sweet to the Ariel character. Like, he doesn't hate her. He doesn't completely dismiss her. But he, he doesn't have the feelings for her that she has for him. It's kind of an unrequited love thing, which, girl, I relate to so much. My dad always talks about that. He relates to it as well. My dad's always talking about unrequited love. That's, like, his thing. But anyway, it's just really sad. So on his wedding night, you know, she's going to go and kill him because she's got the dagger. But she looks at him, and she just sees him asleep, and she loves him so much that she can't do it. So she ends up killing herself. And in some variations of the story, like, you know, she ends up going to heaven with all these, like, you know, angels and stuff. And there was an actual, like story of the little mermaid like something weird with like a, a balloon and stuff i don't know there was this actual like weird story that happened like in the 90s or some junk um with this actual family and the, the story of the little mermaid i'm not really even sure what that I, like i remember it growing up <laughs> as a kid i think it was on the news or unsolved mysteries or whatever but it was like some type of thing with, with the little mermaid relating to the original story that was kind of sad but it was like this real life random thing that involved like a balloon or, or some junk i can't remember what it was but anyway 
great story and it just reminds me of Jack Frost and like I said I love the story of Jack Frost it's one of the sadder films but I love that it's it's like sometimes it's okay to be sad you know and, and it does end up happy like I said he ends up going back to his friends um the his winter pals and I, I just love that like I even love that like his friends are just like you know hurry it wouldn't be winter without you which is true like I mean Jack Frost is is that guy so I really did love that that story and it like like I said it ends on a playful note so it's not one of the really really sad specials but it just it's one of those specials that kind of makes you go like dang like this is this is a little bit deeper than the rest of them because it isn't that happy-go-lucky ending that we wanted but it kind of is like everybody every everything ends on a happy note everybody kind of ends up where they should be and I mean if Jack Frost would have stayed human we wouldn't have him in probably some of the other specials so yeah there's that but anyway that's my list i hope you guys enjoyed it i will go over it one more time and then we'll end this so my honorable mentions the the, the five honorable mentions are cricket on the hearth um the Leprechaun's christmas goals uh the little drummer boy book two nestor Rudolph's Shiny New Year, and then my top 10 are number 10, Pinocchio's Christmas at number 9, is The Night Before Christmas at number 8, is Frosty the Snowman at number 7, it is The Little Drummer Boy, at number 6, it is Frosty's Winter Wonderland, at number 5, it is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, at number 4, it is A Year Without a Santa Claus, at number 3, it is Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, love that movie. At number two, it is Santa, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, again, another great film. And number one, the iconic classic, Jack Frost, which again, in my opinion, this movie gets, does not get the respect it deserves. It just doesn't. It does not get the respect. Now, one of my best friends, Jessica, shout out to you. She understands. She completely understands my love for this film. She's in the same camp as me of how is this film not more respected and more beloved? We both just do not understand. Like, what is it about people not understanding that this movie is just an instant classic? Again, you feel for Jack. You feel for these characters. So honestly, justice for Jack Frost, he deserves it. But I feel like Rise of the Guardians has really helped this film too. Because Rise of the Guardians is just an instant pop. It really is. And other Jack Frost films that have come out, like the Michael Keaton one or whatever, like I think have just been so like random. There's another one about like, well, it's not Jack Frost. It's actually like Frosty the Snowman, like is a killer. It's, it's one of those kind of movies. But yeah, I feel like the character of Jack Frost has just not gotten the love that he deserves. But I think like to me, Rise of the Guardians has really helped out with that. Like, I think a lot of people who've seen Rise of the Guardians might have gone back and been like, oh, wow, Rankin Bass had a Jack Frost special. Let me go watch it. And I think that has also helped. So I think Rise of the Guardians has kind of done its part in helping the kind of like justice for Jack Frost because I've noticed a lot more people talking about Jack Frost um not even just because of Rankin Bass like talking about the different specials but just talking about how much they actually loved this movie and when they finally got around to seeing it they were like wow like this is such a good film compared to some of the other films that they're not the craziest about so I'm really glad that Jack Frost is kind of like in some way shape or form now finding more of an audience than it had before that's great I mean they all are to an extent but I really love Jack Frost um I will get into another one of them a little bit later because I do want to talk about like how basically they tried to reboot the whole Christmas franchise with the whole Santa becoming immortalized movie that movie was a, a whole thing but anyway that's the end of this one I'm gonna get back into this one princess and I might even talk about some Barbie films coming up because there's 
some of these Barbie movies, you guys. I don't, I don't know who, like, what, what's going on. Anyway, that's the end of this. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day. If you're listening to this around Christmas time, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you guys celebrate. Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.